So you want to invest in early stage technology startups, but aren't sure where to start? On this show, we share real stories, lessons learned, and practical tips for savvy angel investing. We'll help you navigate the complex and sometimes confusing waters of early stage tech startups and introduce you to organizations that can help you make smart investments in Florida-based companies spanning the Space Coast to the Gulf Coast. Hey, we're here on the uh, Upsurge Florida podcast, and today our guest is Aaron Burnett with Space Ventures, and I'm joined by Alan Clary as well from the Tampa side of the corridor. Um, Aaron, we're excited to have you today. We're uh, we're interested in everything that you're doing in the tech ecosystem and what you're doing for other startups. Um, give us a little bit of a profile about Space Ventures and and your idea there and and really how it works and operates in this ecosystem. Well, you know, thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah. It's uh, obviously awesome to be able to share the story. And so let's see, Space Ventures. Uh, so I, I'm going to look here, double check the date because I always forget <laughs> what day it is. Uh, yeah, one day ago, officially one year. Well, uh, yesterday, one year ago is when we started the company. Yeah. So yeah. it's been kind of crazy wildish kind of ride and, and fun. But, you know, what Space Ventures really do, um, we really solve or we we saw a couple of key problems. One is the the idea of uh, early stage funding gap that exists for space companies in particular, um, given that it's a new industry and it's got its own nuances. And then the other side is that, quite frankly, there's just not enough access for those opportunities for people that are writing check sizes below $25,000. And there's a lot of us that want to sure. do that. And so we solve that by, you know, plugging in a couple of different financial products that really um, help to give people access to space that's really cool and, and great space tech startups. And then the founders, the money they need to get the ball rolling, really, and get into space and start creating uh, early stage. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. So focus on really anything related to the space industry, any kind of technology uh, headquartered here in Central Florida, right over over on the Space Coast. You yeah. live in that area, right? So you've seen yeah. what the impact has been uh, of the space industry on Central Florida and the evolution of that over the last, you know, three, four decades. Um, wh where else have you guys evolved to other than just Central Florida? Do you have any reach? I mean, we're talking about the space industry yeah. outside of Central Florida and the connectivity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, space is um, what's interesting about it's the space, final frontier. By yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a frontier, right? It, it's there's one border that uh, all countries and nations share, and that's, you know, the uh, yeah. <laughs> the space Atmosphere. border. Exactly right. It's, kind of, it's not really a nicely defined line. Right. But the Carmen line is where we try to uh, mathematically find uh, uh, okay. that is, is, is everything above that in theory is space. But um, yeah, so with that in mind, right, we, there's a lot of aspects that go into, you know, space and there's a lot of different areas and there's people that are all over the over the world. And given that we are so focused, in, you know, in one one specific area and, and space is a lot bigger than most people think, but it does yeah. require companies from all over the world. And the couple of different focuses for us have been, or area focuses for us have been kind of historical, uh, you know, states that are related to space. You know, one right. being Central Florida, uh, well, you know, Cape area specifically. Right. Right. Uh, there's like some crazy number of uh, aerospace engineers per capita uh, out on uh, the Space Coast there, right? Sure. Uh, and then the other being in uh, Brownsville, Texas, which is kind of an interesting, you know, new yeah, it's like it's like 50 years behind from an infrastructure perspective where mm -hmm. you know cape canaveral was or is now and so 
you know, there, there's those are areas that we look to focus on. There's some others that we may kind of expand into. But, you know, as far as like actual locations, I think the world now is, is it's gotten a lot smaller because of COVID in a way where everyone's used to yeah. talking online and all of that. And so, you know, um, we'll always have some areas that are space specific as far as physical right. locations, but we'll also have quite a bit of, you know, uh, you know, hybrid models and remote work and stuff, too. Yeah. So, Aaron, how, how did this. um uh, so what was the impetus here? Like, what was the moment that you decided to do this? And it's more of a platform, right? Yep. It's more of an investment platform, right? So maybe give us that. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> well, it was, you know, Falcon heavy took off in 2018. I'm going to mm -hmm. get my, uh, my brain, you yeah. know, kind of fried here. Remembering yeah. exact dates. I think it was February, but, yeah. um, it Falcon heavy takes off. And then there's this kind of iconic image where the, the boosters are landing side by side. Oh, yeah. And I saw that and my brain just broke wide open. It <laughs> right, was just right. like, this was science fiction <laughs> broke part of, of my brain. Yeah, right. It was like it, the science fiction part of my brain was over here and nicely compartmentalized away from, you know, this is yeah. real life and business. And yeah, yeah. those two things came crashing together. together and I had to figure out how to be a part of it. And then that started me on, you know, a, kind of a trajectory where I wanted to figure out how I could, you know, be a part of it. Uh, having a marketing background, I don't, I'm not an engineer myself or, you know, anything that would be specifically related to the, what we think of in the aerospace mm -hmm, industry. Mm -hmm. And so I started talking startups and, 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 uh, knew myself that I wanted to have some kind of access. I've also had weird thing about me. Like I've had a brokerage account since I was 12. So yeah. like investing has just always been You're something always, I've yeah. done. And, 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 and you dressed up on May the 4th. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you so wanted to create access to all of this. Yeah. The access thing was, you know, somewhere along the line, probably somewhere in late 2019, a light bulb went off and it was like, okay, well, I like investing and I'm watching all this reg CF stuff happen, which yeah. are new platforms like Republic yeah. and WeFunder and all that. I'm watching all those yeah. kind of take shape and then I'm seeing, you know, space and I need access to it. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, kind of these two things. I don't think it was one. It seems right. linear when you look back, but it really wasn't. It was like some crazy yes. looping, you Squiggly know, mental line. path. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it worked. And essentially what we're, what we're building is, and it's even, you know, since last we talked, Scott, it's, it's kind of evolved a little bit, but we're really trying to build essentially a suite of products that solve all different, you know, some of the some of the problems that founders have as far as raising and connect as many people as possible. So, you know, one of those things is, you know, a, a regulation crowdfunding portal, which we're an application with FINRA for. Hopefully, knock mm -hmm. on wood, that's very, you know, soon <laughs> right. coming here. And uh, and then another is, uh, you know, like a reg D, think of like an angel list or a matchmaking sort of site as well. Right. It's all focused on space and then a data set that really ties them all together and educates folks um, yeah. in the middle. Nice, nice. So, Aaron, one thing that surprised me <clears throat> when I first met you was the number of companies that yeah. are out there. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's always the thing that pops eyes, you know, like uh, raises eyebrows is uh how many companies I mean, right, right now we track in our space base um, it, just 1500 mm -hmm. and i'm sure we're probably even aren't at 100 percent tracking that entire thing uh, the industry right now and there's more coming in every day we try and track as many as possible try and have a real holistic um, view of the industry um, but yeah we have 1500 that we're tracking right now and that that ranges from rockets which most people think of spacex and blue origin and you know, fill in the blank, some of the traditional right. rocket launchers, uh, the billion dollar rockets, and that's kind of it, right? Um, that's like one relatively small portion. Like if you if you take all the companies that are in that somewhere in the 100 and 
150 kind of neighborhood, maybe 170, something like that um, number of companies. Whereas like I just said, 1500, right? Like that's one tenth of the industry. And right, there's, right. there's people that make computer chips for satellites. There's people that make the, the, the bus or the entire structure of the satellite and people that make the, you know, there's all sorts of sub components of satellites as well as, you know, different manufacturing, uh, aspects to it, or people that just provide data, um, you know, looking at earth and just taking pictures. That's like, that's like a pretty large industry right there. Um, so it's, it's a massive, it's much bigger than we, than we think it is. And then also there's this concept that it's just so inefficient in space right now. There, there's so many, you know, market efficiencies that can be had. Um, just like one example that always helps me kind of solidify this is computer chips that are up in space, right? You know, have been, you know, utilized in space are generally rad hardened. Meaning they've they're essentially like ten year old technology, and they've made it really thick and robust, and it takes a long time to build, and it doesn't really do all the computing that you need it to do. But right. it, it doesn't, you know, break when a little bit of radiation hits it. Yeah. Um, even just now, there's been some folks that are we, we're tracking several companies in this space that are doing some really interesting things where they're saying, well, why don't we just like put a, a rad hard box around a normal computer chip, right, or a right, series right, of normal right, computer right, chips, right, right. and add some you know, software layers on there that identify when radiation's hitting it and flip it to a backup or, you know, things yeah, like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm oversimplifying that, but that's like a good example right. of efficiency that's being Innovative created by thinking. dozens of yeah, companies. Exactly. Yeah. It's just constant iteration and iteration and improving. That's, that's a good, healthy ecosystem when you see that. Yeah. Uh, I, this is fascinating, Aaron. Like, so you just kind of just jumped in, so, you know, you just jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying this the other day, the whole, FINRA or SEC yeah. compliance side of it, yeah. super naive. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I was, I had, oh yeah, I'll just go do that. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, if I had known that back in the day, I probably would have. Well, that goes for, just so you know, we, we say that about startups all the time. If founders, startup founders really knew, uh, really knew how deep the waters were and, and they would never, there would be no startups. Yeah, exactly. There would be no startups <laughs> if they were really informed. So it's one yeah. of the challenges with uh, when you're working with young startup founders is you, you have to balance telling them, the cold hard truth, yeah. but don't, don't tell us don't too, tell much. Them too much. <laughs> don't tell them too much. Well, and, and don't tell them it can't be done either, because yeah. if there's yeah. a vision, which obviously oh, you're done. pursuing, yeah, but, uh, but they don't know how rough the water is. Well, you know, tell be. us it can't be done because hey, you know, we're then they're prove really it wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, don't give us too many facts, or else we may get scared yeah. away. And it, you know, now we I can look back and say, well, now we have a competitive mode or something. You yes, know, yes. you know, it makes me feel good about going through all the headaches. But yeah, you have barriers to entry behind you now. Exactly. So, Aaron, you're I mean, you're right in the sweet spot of what. Upsurge is trying to do, which is, you know, enable kind of largely pre-revenue companies, but early stage tech companies across all industries. You focused on, you know, space and, and, uh, you know, those types of products and technologies, but beyond just, um, you know, the 1500 or so companies that are innovating and trying to develop and get sort of catch their stride on that. Could you speak to a little bit, um, the validation side, I mean, everyone sees what's happening with, with Elon Musk and, and, you know, the space industry here in, in Florida in the last decade, but there is interest downstream with the venture funds. There is a significant gap uh, between the yeah. funds that are really interested in commercializing and, and doing yeah. the Series A deals and where you are. I, I know you've had some discussions and, yeah. and uh, relationships there. Could you speak to that interest that's kind of pulling things through the channel? Oh yeah. That, so this is a, this is something, you know, I didn't know 
brought in my uh, partner, Brand Arsenault, who he helped me think about a lot of this stuff. And that's like where what he lives and breathes every day. And so uh, something I've learned since starting out is, you know, there's there's plenty of interest. We have space VCs that exist right now, but they can't it, they're having a trouble raising significant funds. Um, so it's kind of like a maybe there's a disconnect between their LPs and the whole how long it may take for space and all that other stuff. Um, and so, you know, meaningful check sizes, the ones that the space companies really need to get going, they're hard to come by with people that understand space. And then you have tons of money sitting out there, maybe too much money sitting out there and other, you know, more traditional VCs or they're maybe, you know, have different areas of focus. Maybe deep, deep tech is one of those areas of focus, but they don't really get space. Um, and so they're kind of hesitant because they don't understand all the risks. And so that's, I mean, that divide is is pretty large, mainly because one of the key reasons is, is that space just requires so much money, right? From right, day one, right? right? right. Um, everyone has that. I think every industry has that kind of divide, yeah. like the whole idea of like, I don't understand. I'm not going to write a, that big of a check to take the risk, which is one of the reasons why angels exist, right? You get a bunch of checks and, you know, mm -hmm. the problem with space is that you need about 10 times the amount. Yeah, yeah. And so you end up having to need 10 times the angels at that check yeah. size. And that becomes a very, like years long process. Right. And there's some stories of some of the best, like you could, you can't really write a better resume for some of these founders, you know, coming out of SpaceX. They're ones who build the Raptor engine. They're going to go build another engine and they run out of money uh, and they're not that great at fundraising, maybe, or maybe it's just because there wasn't enough, you know, uh, appetite in the in the industry. But then they have to go, you know, get a job somewhere, or whatever, right? Like that yeah. happens. Um, some of the, even theory, the ones on paper that should be able <laughs> to get this, uh, to get these funds, and to be able to get started, but it, it hurts some of the best of us. And you know, so that's one of those things where you know, coming down into that. And I think there's been a trend you can look, I see it in space for sure. There's been a trend where all this dry powder that's been saved by VCs is like, okay, now I need to go put it into the winners. And so all that money's like moving up, right, <laughs> you know, the, into that B round, yes. you need to save it to kind of participate in the next thing, the next round. Right, and right, so right. that's like an, I would guess that's kind of a natural trajectory for most funds, right? You kind of have to move up and move yes. with your winners, but then, you know, overall in the industry, you can kind of see that play out. And we've seen in space, drop series uh you know seed and series a total round numbers right. like those are dropping um, whereas the other ones are like going up and it looks like the whole industry is getting a ton of funding but it's actually the latter part of the industry that's so is your is your platform um crowdfunding uh equity crowdfunding platform yeah. fundamentally yeah yeah so that's okay. you know that essentially it's utilizing that you know reg cf mechanism mm -hmm. it, um if you want to do a comparison like the you know competitors i guess technically out there no one really focuses on space like we do but um there's a, there's a you know we funder there's republic, Re republic and, and mm -hmm. those guys exist and they've been doing it for a while um and there's been new rules that just came out that really make the whole thing a lot more interesting because now you can mm -hmm. raise you know five times more on the cap you can utilize spvs which not to bore everyone but that's yeah. a that's a pretty important piece right. of uh making yeah. crowdfunding friendly with right. traditional capital sources, traditional yeah. meaning, you know, other sure. VC and things right. like that. Follow on rounds and, mm -hmm. and the and amount it, of capital it'll ultimately take to commercialize these. I mean, I see two things converging. You got to, you're, you're attacking a particularly hard problem because mm -hmm. not only with a lot of these companies in space, do you have deep technical risk? I mean, not every tech startup has as much tech risk. Some of them are tech enabled and leveraging existing technologies, but you, you have not only the tech risk that space and those types of companies pose, but you also have 
I mean, this is happening under our feet. You have people trying to figure out what is the market for space? What is the market for space tourism? How many yeah. people are going to sign up you know, to go to you know, the moon when, it, yeah. <laughs> when it's available? And you know, the early thinkers, the guys that are moving now, those, those that are uh, uh, investing heavily, um, are, are only able to invest heavily in just a very narrow focus or a few select companies. What you're yeah. trying to do is create a platform get the menu of opportunities out there for these early stage tech and yeah. connect them so they can grow into the true space VCs. That's the way I understood your. Yeah, exactly. Thesis, and, so. and, and one of the key pieces here is there's new, new regulations, both on reg CF and reg D because there's new SPV rules that just went from, you know, allowing a hundred people to 249 people, which there's two ways of looking at that. Oh, you can raise two and a half times more on an SPV or the way I look at it is I can raise the same amount theory or a little bit higher, but I could reduce the average check shot check size by two X, which means if you look at the, the world of accredited investors, even that 80% of them are in the one to 5 million kind of net worth bucket, not the five plus. And that's where most, you know, five plus is you're writing 25 K and beyond right. kind of checks easy, you know, regularly, right. Right. you know, the folks I talked to are like, I wish I could write a $5,000 check or a $10,000 check. So that is even a hole right. in the Accredited world, yeah, uh, is in addition to ob the obvious hole with the non-accredited investors, everyday folks who just want to put in a hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars into a company and, and get a little piece. Um, you know, not to mention there's all sorts of benefits for companies to bring in a crowd. I mean, there's like talent pool problems in the aerospace industry. Everyone's mm -hmm. fighting over very highly qualified people, but it's a pretty small pool. So that whole thing is, you know, an interesting yep. thing for a lot of bigger companies as well. Wow. Aaron, how's this tie in with um, this is great, by the way, and, and super fascinating. How, how do you feel like this ties in with our kind of our mission of Upsurge Florida, which is the we're, we're focused on the whole I-4 corridor, you know, from Embry-Riddle to University of South Florida, um, Polytech in the middle, University of Florida, you could even count extended piece of that corridor. But just I, I just named the universities, but that's not our main focal. We're, we're connected with all the accelerators, incubators, universities, the investors, we're trying to bring that whole corridor awareness about all the early stage tech. Uh, we like to say actually space coast to the Gulf coast. Yeah. So uh, I know you're really kind of focused over there, but you know, how do you, um, what are you seeing out? You know, how are you looking at the whole, just Florida? I could even ask you this broadly about Florida. Even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Florida and it's a sim similar with like Texas, right? You got, there are some advantages mm -hmm. to having businesses <laughs> in mm -hmm. Florida and Texas. Now, I think one of the things that I was told when I was first starting out was, oh, you, you need to have angels that are local. Mm -hmm. um, what I think is changing about everyone living on Zoom now is that people feel comfortable right. meeting, quote unquote, face to face over a Zoom call yeah. and not needing to shake a hand right. physically in order to make those kind of deals. But yeah, with, we've heard that. you know, regardless, <laughs> I mean, I love that because, you know, a lot of the people that understood that, you know, and had the appetite for the risk that we were talking to weren't necessarily, you know, in our back door. But mm -hmm. having said all that, right, like um, there is a lot of need for this kind of like pre-revenue. Like, I think it's the easy thing to just say, OK, give me a million ARR and then I'll run my calculations yeah, and say, are you am I going to invest in you? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know if anyone's watching what tiger tiger, uh, I can't remember what the, what the fund is called the tiger fund for lack of a better term, what they're doing right now, but they're doing some crazy things where they don't even lead rounds. They just throw tons of money, really high valuations at companies. And just to like be a part of a lot of various Placing things, a lot like, of bets everywhere. 
Yeah, it, which is a very different model than like it, it's a you know it's a VC model, but it's a different it's model a, than traditional. In, in a sense, and in a sense, right? If if you're worried about as an investor sitting back and thinking, oh well, I'm only gonna you know I'm gonna you know pin down a a, a founder on you know one to two going from a five million dollar convertible note down to a three or something like you know really what you're doing is is hurting that founder's ability to raise later on right, right. so i do think there's there's this is opportunity that exists and what we've seen is a lot of money move like we said before moving up market right. which is creating a gap yep which broadening some the gap. Yeah. yeah it's broadening that gap right <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have otherwise you know, it's, it's becoming harder and harder. Right. Now, some companies are okay. Cause it's like, I don't, I can kind of bootstrap essentially a, a company. We had regulatory aspects that there's no, there's no such thing as a lean startup model in what we do similar to space, but yeah. because we, we had to do everything before we could get approved, yes. you know, everything had to be done and polished and finalized. Yes. Right. Yes. So like there's companies that there's no way, you know, and dependent you upon policies changing and, you know, regulations. Sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, all of that is like a very can be very restrictive to founders and, and to just say, OK, you know, bring it back when you're ready. I mean, I've seen that that model goes away when as soon as someone else invests in these companies, all of a sudden, all that same VC who said come back later when you have revenue is like, yeah, I want a piece now because they want to yeah. see it at the table. So, you know, I think that the, there's there's something to be said is like for us, you know, a huge thing was the starter studio accelerator. We got that that check essentially looks exactly like a you know a, a, some kind of angel investment because it's a a note blah 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 blah. we just use those terms and we're able to leverage that mm -hmm. no one wants to be first money in so i think there's some we need some vcs and maybe not vcs but angels super angels whatever you want to call them that are willing to put that first money in make the bet on what is always the one you're making the bet on the founders and right. maybe a market yeah. not not the exact technology or the exact platform you know these guys are going to make something work right yeah. <laughs> and that's that's i think an appetite that, that it's missing sometimes well i i was fortunate in that uh aaron and getting to know more about your business and your co-founder through the through the starter studio accelerator program and i think you guys did a, a lot of turns and evolutions in that as <laughs> as every startup does yeah. but but really getting there faster right and learning some of those lessons and something i've been meaning to follow up with you on and, and you mentioned it here when you started out about having a, you know, you were investing at age 12 and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Robin Hood out there and millennials today and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm not lumping you into that category, but uh, yeah, what, <laughs> what do you see? Um, what do you see within your platform, given the broad appeal of the space industry and program yeah. and up and coming investors, young investors? Um, how do you see them being able to participate in taking a small piece, as you said, with yeah. you know 250 investors? Um, what's the vision there? So, so I mean, uh, you touched on a couple things. One is like we knew space, like when we were doing the original pitch or whatever, we knew space was a big deal and it was getting bigger because there's all these plans and, you know, starships flying every time some, I say every time starship lands or blows up or whatever, you know, you get another thousand space investors. That's how I like to position it anyway. Right. Uh, but, um, once you get to, when you start thinking about, you know, the other side of it, now it's like, everyone's got a Robin Hood account. I, when I was coming out of college, I was having to explain to all of my college grad friends that what a brokerage account was that you could own a piece of Apple because everyone's holding an, you know, a new an iPhone four or whatever it was at that point <laughs> that, you know, like, oh, this is cool. I wish I could own a piece of this company. I'm like, you know, you can, right? Like <laughs> just go, oh, cool. You know, and now everyone's got a brokerage account. Seems like what is really interesting, and this is the piece for me, I think I want to try to encourage folks, uh, the younger generation on is, is the private investment. So like, Public investment, 
there's only so much alpha that's out there now. Alpha meaning, you know, sure. opportunity for return, right? And so it, private investment is where a lot of that growth exists. Right. Of course, it's also where a lot of the risk lives. I mean, so teaching folks about what portfolio theory is, mean, meaning having a lot of different companies, as many right. as you can, a little piece. Even and, within space, right? Yeah. yeah. Even within space, right? There's there's a portfolio of space companies. You really don't want to have all your stock in right. one company. Maybe you feel comfortable with that, but you know that, that could get burnt up really quickly or explode. St as, statistics as are not in your favor. <laughs> literally explode. Yeah, yeah. literally yeah. explode. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think education for um, the, the the generations coming up, not just through the public stock market, but understanding the opportunities that exist in the private market. Now it's a long term thing. You put your money down, you probably won't see it. I mean, there's a good chance it'll go away entirely. And there is a good chance that if you, even if it does come back in some form of return, it's 2x or 100x, whatever the return is, if you're lucky enough to get it, it's probably 10 years away. So, yeah, or more. And right. so, you know, it's one of those things like educating folks, what's a Roth IRA and why does that make sense to put your home run <laughs> hitters in that, you know, if, you know, a, a small portion of that, you know, account? Why does it make sense to put things there? Um, that's like a distribution strategy we're yeah, thinking yeah. about, right? Just Excellent. That's awesome. It's really great. It's really neat to think that you're uh, here. Uh, it it's, uh, makes perfect sense. We've got the Space Coast right here. Why shouldn't yeah. Aaron be here doing this, <laughs> right? No, that's why we, Unfair I moved, advantage. My, my, my wife and I moved here to be a part of, yeah. uh, to watch rockets. Well, like uh, beach yeah. and rockets. Rock I think that checks all the boxes, <laughs> yeah. you know, on, on the old checklist yeah, of where yeah, to live. Yeah, so, that's good. Um, yeah, that's it, it's awesome. And we're excited to see what happens yeah. here in the coming years and Perfect. Decades, You're in the right place. We all are, aren't we? We're all yeah. in the right place here in, in Florida. Um, Aaron, we've, we've got these things inside of 30 minutes. Uh, we usually let our, our guests uh, get the last word of anything we kind of forgot to ask or anything kind of message you want to put out there. No, I mean, uh, you know, we're just uh, you check out spacedventures.com when, you yeah. know, we're going to be going out here relatively soon. So not sure when this airs exactly, but in theory will be live and, and uh, offering opportunities out there. And, you know, nice. a lot of, you know, a lot of cool things coming out in the space industry and, you know, invest when you can. And accredited can. and non-accredited are both are welcome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What, what I love about it, Aaron, is, you know, you, you've been a founder, you've been building an enterprise, you've been bootstrapping, you've been raising capital. You're creating a platform for companies within a specific niche to do all those things. So, yeah. so firsthand experience built into the platform and, and yeah. developed here. Uh, it's just great that to see the energy that you're putting into it, and and we're excited to watch what happens. So, yeah, yeah appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah, for thank having you. me. Did you like today's episode? If you did, be sure and rate our show and let us know what you think. Plus you'll want to visit our website at upsurgeflorida.org to view upcoming events, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and share our content with friends. The Upsurge podcast is brought to you by Nonprofit Tech Accelerators Tampa Bay Wave and Orlando's Starter Studio under a grant from the Federal Economic Development Administration and the Orlando Economic Partnership. Until next time, thanks for listening.